Hello and welcome to the Engagement Coach Podcast. Welcome to the podcast with your host Amrit Sander. So this week I want to focus on learning at work. Last week officially was learning at work week. And I want to focus on how we can really maximise learning at work. It becomes this, this thing, you know, we focus on learning at work, but actually how do we really learn at work? And especially when we think about some of the cultures we've got, are they conducive to helping create a learning culture? Uh, and then when we finally get the culture in place to allow for that, what does learning at work mean and what does it look like? So before we do anything else, I want to just go back to um, the learning culture. I was once at a conference where I raised the, the issue of, and it was a learning conference, and I raised the question about learning at work it's all well and good talking about it but unless we've got the culture right that's of little value and one of the guest speakers there didn't like that and he really did take offense to the fact that uh, you know he couldn't understand what I was talking about in terms of learning culture and he felt that was a an excuse that people came up with because every organization has a learning culture now it's not that people aren't learning at work but I wonder how much challenging or how much more difficult we're making it for people to learn at work. Imagine a culture where people are back-to-back -back in meetings, they're running ragged, they're playing catch-up in evenings or weekends, they haven't got enough time to get their tasks done and their jobs done, and then somehow we're expecting them to learn at work and develop and, and to help progress their own careers. It's not going to happen. So how can we as leaders and managers create a culture where we really do encourage learning at work? I once uh, worked with a CEO where they had a real blame culture and he wanted to break the blame culture. So I asked him to start celebrating every week in the all-hands meetings this week's biggest, biggest cock-up and what they learned from it. And by him putting it out there to say, here's the biggest cock-up I made this week, here's what I learned from it. I was hoping he would then help set the tone to say we all make mistakes but the, it's not the mistake that's the focus it should be what have we learned from it. If you think about uh, scientific experiments when we think about the laboratories that, you know, where experiments are carried out we have a hypothesis. We don't sit there thinking when the outcome you know when we've had an outcome whether it's a mistake or not it's either something that supports the hypothesis or it doesn't but either way we've learned something. But at work, we seem to go into, you know, navel-gazing on mistakes and, and who did that and how did that happen. If you think, think uh, back in my own pharmacy days, you know, God forbid the mistakes that would happen with medication errors. But the whole focus was how do we learn every single time so that we make sure we make it better each time. And aviation is like this. Aviation is one of the safest industries because of the constant learning. Um, and there's, a you know, if anybody's read the book, by Matthew Said, the black, black box thinking, again, it highlights some fantastic examples of where we either learn or don't learn, where there's a culture of fear, where people don't want to raise the obvious, or where there's a real culture of learning. So um, how do we learn at work? One of the things I do remember, and, and you know, there's lots of experts out there who will share with you how we should be learning at work and how learning should be happening. Uh, and I do, I can't help get a bit frustrated when I hear from experts who tell us how we should be learning at work. It's got to be emotional, it's got to be relevant. There's probably some truth to that. 
But I also believe firmly in the randomness in which our brains work. So when I was a kid, I used to love randomly opening the encyclopedia just to read crazy facts, random facts that had no relevance to my life whatsoever. I used to love it because there were things I was learning and that I would never have learnt in any other capacity. How was it relevant to my life? Well, it wasn't in any way, except I did think, and I've developed this mindset, that I firmly believe in the randomness of facts and how our brains can weave that in to align to current challenges. I'm a real advocate of taking random facts or random processes and procedures that work in different sectors and different organizations and seeing how that might be applied to our current challenges and problems. I think it's a fantastic way of innovating and creating. And I really think this curious mindset is is the foundation from which we really learn. So curiosity is a huge thing, I think, that we don't often take enough time for, having this curious mindset. And it feeds into the growth mindset of, you know, Carol Dweck's work. But having this curious mindset of taking completely unrelated industries and sectors and how looking at how they've resolved and solved some of their challenges and problems to say, how can we take some of that learning that seems completely random and completely unrelated and apply that to help solve some of our own challenges? And I think we might be pleasantly surprised. I remember coming across um, Samuel Colt's uh, solution of how he developed the barrel for a gun, the six-barrel cylinder for a gun. And apparently, so, so I, I read somewhere that um, he was on a ship um, and he started to notice how the, the ship's wheel was held in place by this clutch. And he, he looked at that and the way it rotated and it was held in place. And apparently that was the inspiration for the six-barrel cylinder for a gun. Now, how is that in any way related, the ship's wheel to a cylinder of a gun? But this is where I think the beauty of the human mind, the way it works, we can take seemingly unrelated things and apply them to help solve current day problems. Now, trust me, I'm in no way an advocate for for guns and quite the opposite. But it's just amazing how, um, I think it's just amazing how our brains have got the capacity to take seemingly random facts and stitch them together to help solve other problems, real-world problems. So how can we help create a learning culture? Uh, well, firstly, I think there's something about sharing learnings. Every day, every week, we're always learning. Are we cognizant of what we've learned? It might be learning through what not to do, through the observations of leaders and, and managers in terms of that's something I am never going to do because I've seen the repercussions and the implications. But what have you learned today, yesterday, this week, that you might apply? How has it helped you? As a result, what have you done differently? And if you haven't done anything differently, what could you do? So that's the first thing, is sharing what you've learned, both with your teams, with each other. But sharing, I think, is a huge thing about learning. The secondly is... Um, when things didn't go quite the way you wanted them to go or were hoping, what have you learned from that? Uh, you know, likening it to the scientific experiment, a hypothesis. 
Was it supported? Was it not? Rather than sort of assigning things as a failure or a success, what did you learn and what are you going to, what are you going to change as a result? And the third thing is this randomness, the curiosity, is challenge yourself. Take some seemingly random facts about how sectors have, have overcome their challenges and, and, and resolved their problems. And how can I pick that up? And how would I help solve my current problem through that solution? And really challenging yourself with, with driving creativity and innovation to see if you, could, you can solve seemingly random or taking seemingly random uh, facts from a completely unrelated industry and see how you could apply that to your current day work. So in summary, uh, three things I think we could help do to create a learning culture. Share what you've learned. Be cognizant of your learnings. Um, number two, uh, think of everything you go through rather than a success and a failure, a hypothesis, like a scientific experiment. And what did I learn from it? If it didn't go the way I wanted it to go, what did I learn from it? If it did, what did I learn from it? But rather than assigning success and failure, think of everything as an experiment and get the people around you to think in the same way. And the third one, challenge yourself, curiosity. Take seemingly random facts and information processes, procedures, and see how you can apply them to your problems. Challenge your team. Go to industries that are completely unrelated and see how you could pull all that information together to create a new solution to your to your particular challenge. Um, the, the other thing I, I want to focus in on is, uh, as well as the culture, I think one of the things we often don't do enough of is use data. I often hear of L&D and how, I think there's a lot of L&D bashing that goes on sometimes. Um, you know, L&D has got to be emotional, it's got to be relevant, it's got to be linked to the strategy, it's got to be this, it's got to be that. Actually, one of the things I do think we need to do is focus much more on data. There's an awful lot of data in, organiza in organizations, you know, whether it's exit data, whether it's onboarding data, how people feel in the first six months, the first 12 months, uh, it might be performance data. All of that data is painting a picture of what we either need. Do we need upskilling? Do we need retraining? Do we need clarification? What do we need? So rather than going into a training needs analysis, it's almost taking a step back to say, as an organization, what do we need? Do we need courses? Do we need resources? It was one of the reasons why we created something called the Tech Academy, which was a whole load of resources for people to dip in and out of, depending on what they needed. But data will often tell us what we're missing. So how are you using your data? What's your data telling you about your capability? across your organization? Where are the gaps? What do you need to focus in on? So tying data up with uh, that culture can really help reinforce and create this environment to accelerate learning. And uh, and then thinking about, you know, when we are asking colleagues and employees across the organization about learning, we've got to be really careful about what we're asking here. I came across a study that said 60% of millennials want leadership training. Do they really? 60% of millennials. How many millennials are in leadership roles that they want leadership training? I suspect that's probably more about 60% of millennials want career development and they might perceive leadership training as an opportunity for career development. Because I came across another stat, which was 74% of employees feel they aren't reaching their full potential at work due to a lack of career development opportunities. So, there's no doubt that career development is massive. 
everybody wants to develop their own careers. Who wants to be in a stagnant job? We don't. That doesn't necessarily mean promotions, by the way. It could be sideways development. But everybody wants to become better than they were, you know, a year ago and and beyond at work. How do we help people become even better at work? So rather than going around asking, you know, employees, what do you want at work? We we need to think about how can we help develop their careers. What do they want development in, rather than, you know questions like leadership training who's going to say no if that's the only opportunity they get to develop so uh, have a really good think about how you can understand really distill down the needs of your organization and how can you provide resources allowing people to be empowered to develop their own careers and to really become cognizant of their own learning at work so look, um, I, I've um, spoken a lot there about, about learning at work. I think it's hugely important. The culture is really important. Have we got a culture that's supporting learning at work? Or are we just running around ragged, back-to-back meetings, we're playing catch-up at evenings and weekends, in which case we've got no capacity to learn. And and so, you know, and, and there's some fantastic work around uh, neurogenesis, how we can grow new brain cells and how stress isn't conducive to that but actually taking time to think and learn can help with that so are we helping with the the development of our employees at work are we creating brain space you know between meetings are we allowing people to have the capacity to just process and and acknowledge and understand so that's the first thing and then once we've got that in place are we creating this culture for really learning from from you know people around us from from perceived mistakes or successes and um the randomness the curiosity work are we doing that and then are we using data to really nail down what's really going on in the organization how is it tying into the strategy are we clear about our strategy are we clear about our vision are we clear about our our mission are we clear about our behaviors driven by the values of the organization there might be an awful lot of noise that we suddenly assign that we need learning, but actually maybe nothing to do with that. And then when we have got resources available, are they engaging? Are they something we would want to watch? I was watching, um, it's actually on Facebook, I watched a fantastic advert. I had no interest in the product whatsoever, but the advert was fantastic. It was um, a, a sketch, uh, it was highly engaging. And you start to think, actually, how do we create highly engaging learning where people are genuinely interested, where we've gone out of our way, where we've put some thought and effort into creating something that might be fun, engaging, something people would want to watch and participate with in and, and immerse themselves in? You know, are we getting lazy with how we create learning content? So, look, have a think. Learning at work. Uh, learning at work week last week. We'll focus on how do we create learning at work and in, a, in an environment where you know, people are far more time conscious, you know, we're working from home. And how do we then finally create, use learning to create this team identity, this organizational identity that says, this is what we really want people to become aware of at work. You know, this is what we want to be famous for. Have a think, um, learning at work, how well are you doing it? Uh, And uh, what else could you do? That's all for me today. Uh, Join me again next week for more thoughts on views on culture development, leadership development, employee engagement, and everything else in between. Thanks very much for joining me. Uh, Join me again next week. Amrit Sander from the Engagement Pledge. I shall see you soon. Take care.
the Engagement Coach Podcast.